guys. Welcome to the Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 78. Okay, Lauren, big news came out this week about Walmart Plus. Do you know this? Oh, I saw it, but I don't know what it is. Okay. I know. Well, I I'm about to title. tell you. Tell me. It is episode 78, and we're excited to be here, guys. It's yeah. another Monday. New week, new week. <laughs> new week. We're feeling good. And yeah, this was big news because it's. It's going to compete with Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's what I saw, the Prime. Exactly. So it's going to be a service where literally you can have delivered groceries. Anything in the Walmart store, pretty much, will be delivered to your house as long as it's a minimum of $35. Um, Game changer. Groceries delivered? Groceries delivered. So is it a subscription paid yeah. yearly type thing. Yeah. So like I said, they're going after Amazon Prime because, I mean, obviously... Prime rules the world. Side note, Jeff Bezos, you know, the president Amazon of Amazon Prime, just just reported in the news, guess how much that fool's worth. Just guess, Lauren. Tell me at least... You're going to go high. You're going to say $3 trillion. I'm going to the T's, the trills. Yeah. No. Um, I, five. Five billion. Okay, three hundred billion dollars. No, Jeff Bezos is that worth. like the richest man in the world now? I have no idea, but it's got to be up there, oh top my two. Gosh, and that that correlates to he could spend one million dollars a day for the for like four hundred five hundred years, girl. <gasps> How disgusting is that? That's disturbing. I'm like, get off your ass, Bezos. Go give it to all the poor people in the world. A million dollars right? a day. Yeah, is he like donating half of that? He should be. Oh, Bill he Gates did. Be. I mean, come on. Oh, oh my wow, gosh, that's sick. So, so now I'm like anti Amazon. I'm like, he don't need nothing else. Like, we need to go. Oh, but it's so funny because I remember back in the day <sighs> of high school econ, I had this teacher. Shout out to Mr. Roberts. He was amazing, but he was anti Walmart back then oh 25 years ago oh yeah and he's like no I guess I haven't been out of high school that long but you know almost 20 years ago he's like he would teach us that you know they were the big consumer just eating all the little shops and and that they would what's it called when you like underpay well when you underpay overseas too that's oh outsource things well but yeah when you like pay like almost like children and yeah, stuff I know. it's like there's yeah. a term for it it is and i don't yeah know. when you're just like and you're paying them 10 right. cents a day migrant labor yeah, essentially like yeah wrong essentially yeah. and so he's like don't support the big dogs don't shop at walmart this is so long ago but now walmart i it's walmart's funny to me because even when i was in high school I don't think I ever stepped foot in a Walmart. Like Walmart kind of had this funny stigma. They weren't you there. city girl. I guess I was a city girl. <laughs> there wasn't that many of them, really. For me, for me for in you, high school, no. yeah. we had to drive probably ten or fifteen minutes to one. Fifteen minutes probably. Whereas now they're on every corner. Yeah. And and I feel like they have just really catered to the consumer of like obviously like groceries and affordable prices. They don't do. They yes. used to price match. And they don't anymore, but yeah. they do probably have the lowest price around. Yeah, that's, they probably that's do. their model. They want to be the low cost leader, which means that you're giving up customer service things like other amenities type things that maybe Target gives you yeah. the warm and cozies when you go in there. You give those things up when you yeah. go to go and to that's Walmart. True, fair. But no, for me, like, and we said this in our pilot episode, oh. we talked about Walmart. Do you remember? <laughs> I kind of do. This is triggering past memories a oh, little bit. Oh my gosh. Yes, we absolutely did. And um, I grew up with a, a small Walmart, not a super center in my little town of Gilmer, Texas. And it was like, 
everything. I mean, we we went there all the time for every little thing and it slowly did. So then we got a super center and it did. It started putting all of the little town businesses out of business. I mean, my family owned a feed store, a seed and feed store. And again, Gilmer, a small town there. And it slowly did. People started going to Walmart to get their, you know, their seeds and their soil yeah. and their, yeah. equ- all the things they need. And, and so it did the tire shops, like all oh, the right. shoe, the shoe stores on right, the square, right. like all, we have a square, like literally like in back to the future, we have a town square <laughs> and the poor square now, like, it's just so sad at what Walmart did to that. Yeah. It's so sad, right. but it, it like is what it is. And like, it, I, it's almost inevitable. It right? is inevitable. I mean, like it is what it is. We live in a different day now of digital. We want it now. We go, go, go. I mean, honestly, just hearing this, it almost makes you wonder with COVID and this type of thing, will you just ever go to a store anymore? Oh, I know. You, if your groceries can be delivered at an affordable price, I never do grocery delivery because I don't want to pay the $10, $15 surcharge. So, but if this is like a prime situation and I can get my full lineup of groceries at my door... Done. That's next level. That and, is next level. And I level. mean, I I could see myself not in with the COVID and germs and people being scared. They're just not going to go into stores anymore. Oh, I know. That's totally. crazy. I know. It is crazy. So will you do Amazon or Walmart? Will you so go here's, Walmart? here's my beef with Amazon. I really have loved Prime for I, years. Right, me too. I have been a Prime member for over five years now. But let me say this with Amazon. I think the quality control on Amazon is slowly going downhill. Within the past year alone, I feel like I've ordered certain products, like light bulbs, for instance, for our our Halloween party. I ordered these cool light bulbs that were color changing all the stuff. They were dupes. They were like China dupes that don't work. They had the GE brand on them, but then when you look closely, it was not an actual actual GE product. Like they're selling them. And so I feel That's like not right. Yeah. No, I feel like Amazon is very known for that though. Like you're getting straight from China, China you're yeah, getting China like prices yeah, and quality. Exactly. Like the quality control on Amazon, like I don't trust any sort of hair product. Perfume, perfume, anything I'm buying I've heard on that Amazon. about the perfumes and yeah. colognes. Don't no. trust that it's actual. No. And so like Ooh, any of yeah, that stuff, I'm just point. not trusting it. That's Whereas if Walmart can actually give me the Redken shampoo that I know that I use and want, like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I will say, I mean, bless their hearts, but since Corona, like the shipping has become definitely a big thing for Prime. And I know that's like obviously other factors, but they're still not like playing catch up. I still feel right. like things are late. And so I'm like, ah, and I totally, I mean, again, I totally understand that, but I'm like, oh, let's like get it back. I know. I it's love crazy. That. You could count on like things could be there the next day. It was like incredible. I know. But I know. So let me break it down for you really quick. Cause I know as moms, this is a big deal. Yeah, it is. Um, Especially with the whole pandemic thing going on. So when you compare the two, Amazon Prime, well, first of all, Walmart Plus is starting on September 15th. So when this episode airs, it'll only be about a week, a week out. Um, the yearly cost of Prime today is $119 a year. Okay. Um, Walmart Plus, $98. Ooh. Okay. I, I foresee that going up just like Prime did. It okay. went up over time. Um, so the free trial, there is a free trial for Walmart for 15 days. You could try it out. Same day delivery. They are equal. They both have $35 and up delivery uh, minimums. Gro- in groceries or in anything? Yeah. 
groceries and anything. Yeah. But you have to spend $35 yes. to have something delivered? To have the free delivery included. So, okay. Yeah. So if I wanted to buy light bulbs for $15, it's not free. It might have a delivery charge. Okay. But you would need to add on some milk and some bread and things you need to get so to are $35. So coming straight from the Walmart store? Mm-hmm. It's not coming from a sh- no, warehouse? that's what I understand. So it's coming from the store. So, I mean, yeah. okay. When okay. I read about this, they said it only made sense because most Americans have a Walmart store within 10 miles of them. That. Yeah, that's a crazy, crazy stat. That is a crazy stat. But yeah. like that means that you're getting things delivered very quickly very compared quickly. to waiting yeah. two days for Amazon, okay. right? Okay. So um, they both do grocery delivery. Amazon does have the media stuff included that you get with right. Prime. The shows. And- the shows, all of that stuff. But then to battle that, Walmart is going to be giving you a fuel discount with your with your plus. And we don't know what that is yet. But you're going to be saving money on gas if you fuel at Walmart. So that Whoa, could be a game changer. That's that could, a game changer. That could equal a lot of dollars. So, that could, And that is a lot more appealing than some of the Amazon Prime options. Oh, totally. Prime doesn't have a lot, to no. be honest. And we've, let's be real, we've already like run through all of their content by now. Right. Like, they just don't have a Well, and they just don't even have a lot of new releases no. i mean their originals are good but like if you go there for a movie they just don't have a lot you're paying totally. for it totally you're totally paying for it so anyway i just want to run that down because might be an option i think i will make the switch because i mean not to say that i'll get rid of prime right away but i just have found myself ordering less and less on prime anyway now that target drive up is available i do target drive up a lot i mean so i don't know we'll right. see Okay. And Walmart grocery prices are so cheap. Yeah. No, right. You, They're I, so cheap. That's the thing. Even if, I mean, I do like our local fries. I think they have good, that's a Arizona Phoenix. Based. Yeah. Um, I do think they have good sales, but Walmart really, you can't beat like no. just no sales, no coupons, nothing. They just have the best pricing. Yeah. You know what you're getting so, there. Totally. Interesting. Um, I know. I know. Okay. Well, in this episode... It's Labor Day, guys. Labor when, Day. When this episode goes out, it's going to be Labor Day. Um, we're sharing our labor stories. Yes. <laughs> well, hopefully you're doing something fun for Labor Day That's or right. a nice long weekend. But this will be fun to share kind of a little yes. backstory to our babies and their births. That's right. We, um, we, we've kind of mentioned them here and there throughout the course of the show, but I think we've never really done an episode specific to them. So. Yeah, I told Sarah I could not believe I haven't like elaborated share more shared more about this subject. So I'm excited to share. I think we both have like I don't know, unique things yeah. to say about it. Yeah. Experiences. So if you're a new listener, let's give a quick rundown. How many kids do you have, Lauren? So I'm Lauren. <laughs> the the curly curly haired one. We do learn that we have to emphasize and like separate those things. Um, yeah. um I have Tristan who's ten. Evelyn and Emmett, they're twins that just turned eight. And mm-hmm. I have Caleb who turns five on Sunday. Oh, well, I guess he's already five when this comes out. So oh his birthday gosh. was this weekend. So fun. So yeah. Um, That's awesome. And I'm Sarah. I am the darkerish headed one, yes. straight hair, typically. Well, ish, straightish. Um, and I have three children. I have Kate, who is seven, almost turning eight. Landon's five and my Luke is three and a half. Yeah. So, and we're both done having children. Yes. 
unless there's an intervention from God himself, we are done right, having right. children. We have both in our relationships taken permanent measures for that. Yeah, so yeah. really, it would have to be an intervention. But we're, we're good with that. We've closed the baby door. Totally. But it is so fun to talk about. It's so, so fun to talk about. And in a funny way, um, I was just talking to one of our friends yesterday um, who has an 18 month old and just talking about like how hard those days are, you know what I mean? And I was telling her, Oh my gosh, like it's crazy how when you're in those days of, you know, juggling the baby and the diapers and the, the teething and those really, really hard days, you feel like they're just going to last forever. Yeah. And there's no end in sight. But then to look at it, like Luke is only three now. He's only been potty trained for like six months, but no joke, like ever since he's been potty trained, it's just like a different world. Yeah. It's different. Like not being pregnant, no, right. having no pregnancy on the horizon like having all of my children somewhat independent and capable, right? like not waking me up in the middle of the night. Like we're finally to the point where in the morning they get up, they go watch TV. Yep. And I have some peace in the morning. I know. Right. Right. I was just telling her, I was saying, girl, I remember literally a year ago, we, I was fighting with Kate in the morning to get dressed for school. She didn't want to get dressed. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get ready for work with Luke screaming on my heels, grabbing at me, wanting me to hold him, like just the juggle and wanting to pull my hair out. And it's just such a drastic difference. In just a year. That one year makes. One year. It's crazy. So there's light at the end of the tunnel, but it's like hard to sometimes see that when you're in it. It's so hard. Then you look back and you're like, holy cow. Like, I mean, Caleb turning five this weekend, he's my baby. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny how five is so old. I remember when my oldest turned five, I was like, he is a big boy. He's like this. Oh, And now that it's my baby turning five, I still just want him to be a baby, but he's not like he's a freaking five-year-old. He is capable of doing everything. He started T-ball this week, all the things. And so it's, it's so weird. And and as excited as I am to leave that chapter, because I mean, five's like fully out. You, he, it's, Luke is still cute and toddlerish. But I'm fully out of it. And it, it is a little bittersweet. Like it is a new chapter. I'm so excited for the new things that we have opportunities to do because we don't have any sort of like mm-hmm. of that tie down. But yeah. it's like sad too. It's well, weird. you have Gus now. Now I've Gus, my other child. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Let's talk Seriously. about Gus for a minute. Well, we you don't got to follow up on we, that. Well, just a quick follow up. We don't really need to. Tell them who Gus is. Gus is our dog. He actually turns a year in September, too. And He's I, your baby he, of the house. Yeah, he is the baby of the house, and he is needy. You guys want to talk about ch- crying at your heels and, <laughs> oh, my gosh, needy. Like, he is super needy right now specifically, too, Aww. and it's weird because he got neutered about three weeks ago. Ow. And usually when they get neutered, you know, you get them neutered, obviously not to have puppies, but also with a male to keep them a little more. Stop pumping things, yeah, Gus. Well, definitely that. And it also takes away a lot of that testosterone. So they're not yeah. so like aggressive, right. and, like whatever, you know, crazy dog. So I was kind of expecting a little bit of a lull to come after this. I feel like he stepped it up for some reason. Really? <laughs> because I just feel like, and George has been in and out of town and George does handle and he like responds so much better to George, but he's just been wanting 
and it's hot. It's just like all of the things. It's the same thing. It's like literally adding him on the list of the kids. It's just hot outside. We're all just over the summer. We're burnt out. He wants to be inside all day. And I just... Hold me, mom. Yeah, I'm okay with him inside a chunk of the day, but not like all day. And then he's chewing on things more now than ever. I swear. Touch my Tories and you're done, Oh my gosh. Don't even... I would be sick to my stomach. No, I... No, but he hasn't chewed anything like too precious. But I mean, if he gets something, it's like shredded, chewed, gone. And it wasn't that way like the first six months. Like he'd like find little things and he'd nibble. But now it's like full on chewing, shredding. He's teething. I, He's well, now teething. Well, we said he was teething for a while now. I'm totally and kidding. He, no, I don't know. No, George says that. He's like, his teeth are coming <laughs> in. He's got to be nine on stuff. And I'm like, oh my heck. So there are days where I'm like, what have I done? And I say to George, I'm like, George, I stopped having a baby. I stopped having babies for a reason. And here I am with another baby. And oh, even the funniest things, Sarah, like what? I leave Tell a room me. and I'm mopping and he is in the nether room making a mess. Like, just like, <laughs> I'm like, he got a cardboard box from the garbage. He chewed it up. He's pulled out the toys. I was like, I just cleaned this room. Like, I, it is literally like a baby again. Oh my god, A toddler. I just love so, it. I love when you rant on I'm Gus. still in there, guys. I am still in the trenches oh in just god. a different way. So freaking it's funny. Crazy. It's I'm, so funny. Why did you get a dog? For your husband. For you my, took one for, for the team. For my husband and my children. I they, know. they do have fun with them. I know. And I put a lot on them. I mean, I make them pick up the poop and feed them. And I'm I like, know. you take them out for a quick walk. Like, You're a good mom. So I make them like carry the load. But for me, some days I'm just like, Oh my why? gosh. I freaking love it. It's so why? funny. Okay. Let's talk labor. Yes. I want to hear first story. Kick us off. Well, Tristan's was pretty normal, right? Well, uh, yeah. I should say with all of mine, and you do, I was essentially induced on all induced on all of them Tristan too he was a few days overdue my doctor was going out of town so she said either we can induce you like tomorrow or you'll just have to wait out and probably get the on-call doctor and I'm like eh, let's just go for it yeah that's right so his was by the book other than the induction the induction did take a long time I remember being my very first time and having to do that balloon thing and the pitocin and I remember being like this is just drying out really long but I can say with Tristan, what was unique about his is his was the the one pregnancy I can vividly remember um, contractions the best. Like I remember it pump it the pitocin really got me going all of a sudden prior yeah. to my epidural. I yeah. got an epidural for all of them, and I remember there was just maybe an hour that I had to do contractions before I could get my epidural. And I remember it was tough. Like mm-hmm. that was like, and I can't even remember him very much from my second and third delivery, but that little period, I can remember being like, wow. Yeah. It like took my breath away. We'll talk about those later yeah. with my with my Luke. Yes, for sure. So let's go in chronolo- chronological order. Yeah. So that, so that was, was Tristan. Tristan. Let's hit on your twins. Yes. Birth. Twins was definitely my most like crazy remind, unique experience. Remind me of all of that, how it happened. It was planned, right? No, it wasn't. Oh. Um, it was what I meant by me being induced that day is so I had my two sisters in town, it was the end of the summer, and they really wanted to be there for the baby the babies to come. And with twins, it's like I, I mean, it's a shocker or like a huge success if you really can make it the past 36 weeks. Right. So I'm hitting my 37th week. So I'm thrilled. Like pretty much at that point, 
twins are done and they really won't let you go beyond 38 weeks. Okay. So here I am in the 37 window. My sisters are both in town from out of town where they live and I they really wanted to be there for the delivery. So I'm like trying to do all the at-home induction stuff. Oh yeah, you are. So I did lots of goofy things and the one thing that I did do the night before I my water broke was I did primrose oil. Oh, yeah. And those are pills that you can like swallow, but you can also supposedly if you take the oil and put it up on your cervix, it helps thin it out fast. Oh, okay. So and I smell very nice, I'm yeah, assuming. Right. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know if that actually attributed to me going into labor, but that's what happened the night before. So the next morning was our anniversary. It's our, it was our anniversary on the 22nd. Right. And I woke up feeling like slightly wet, but like, not like a gush, but I was like a little wet and I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then I'm like, is this, you know, you just so many fluids and discharges and all the things. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. Do you think? And he's like, well, George had taken the morning off. He was going to take me to breakfast for our anniversary. And we're like, well, why don't we just run by and um, triage and get checked? Yes. So we do. We run a triage. We're there. It's kind of slow. I'm not hurting or anything, but I was like, I just want to double check my water as it's like, it's like a trickle. A leakage. Like a leakage. Yeah. yeah. It's not a gush. It's like trickling. So, and supposedly with primrose Did you oil, think it was pee at any point? No, I didn't. It felt different. And it looked different. I mean, okay. it was like kind of like a glossy, like clear. It oh. wasn't like... I, and I'm pretty sure it was coming from my vagina. So I was like, no, I think. So we go to triage and the nurse takes it and was like, let me put it under the microscope. Microscope, Because I guess amniotic fluid shows like a crystallized form type oh. thing in the microscope. Okay. So, and they were like, ah, you seem fine. You're not like... um dilated Dilated. or anything oh my gosh the finger movement well I was like I have to remember all these words I know we have fluid dilated I I haven't said these things for a while and so she like runs off and I'm like literally getting dressed to leave because she's like I think you're probably fine like yeah and she like kind of hustles down the hall wait 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 no 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 that's amniotic fluid you you are um you're you're in labor you're yeah you're gonna probably go into labor you probably should stay they're in the shoot they're ready to come so I was like what really and so I was like okay so and it it was crazy because I did go rather quick from there like they got me into a room and I do remember so wait a minute did you have a hospital bag and everything with you well, I mean, I was in my 37th week. I was prepped. I don't know did if you it was Did you go to the me. hospital thinking this might be it? Yeah, kind okay, of. Okay, you did. Okay. Kind of. I don't like, remember. I was hoping to deliver soon. One of my sisters had left, but my other sister was still here. So I... Um, you get in a room. I get in a room. And all I can really remember from that, my sister was there. She was videotaping. I, I told her, do you want to come in and videotape? Because with twins... It has to be delivered in an OR in case of like emergency. So they're going to wheel me into an OR room instead of labor and delivery room. Okay. And so I told my sister, which is not like me. I was really surprised, kind of on a whim. I was like, do you want to come in and like you can film him? She's like, no, no, no. She said, no, you guys do it. It's okay. And I was like, are you sure? (laughs) Because she she was from Virginia and she was so excited and she did it, but she was there for everything else. Yeah. And um, so we're in, George gets in full OR garb and the whole suit and everything. Thing, and he comes with me. We're rolled in. And hold on. So why are you in an operating room? Just, just because you were twins. doing vaginally at this point. Yeah, but they right. just the same thing with just with twins. Just precautionary that if I don't know something goes to, something goes wrong, which and something did something for did you. go wrong. Yeah. So, so they had. Go. They thank goodness we were in an OR. Um, I do remember with the twins, 
feeling the need specific to them, feeling the need to push. Mm. Like I never had felt that before. Like it was just like, okay, now it's time. Right. But the twins, I felt the weight, the pressure, like, okay, we've got to push. Through your epidural. Yes. Through my epidural. Like I felt, oh my gosh, I've got to push. And I had not felt that with Tristan at all. Like they're coming down like I'm going to push. So they're wheeling me in. George is with me. My doctor's there. And I never really, I, at that point, no, I'd never been in an OR. And it is just sterile and white. And you're on this really skinny metal bed. I mean, it had like some sort of pad, but it's not like a labor and delivery bed. Like I almost felt like I was so white at the time. I felt like I, I was like as white as the bed. Like I felt oh, no. like I could fall off. Oh, and they pop up the, um. oh, well, nothing yet. So so I'm pushing on this little OR bed. We start to push and Evelyn just slides right on out. She was baby A. She's my first coming out. She just literally, it was like, I felt like I pushed like not even three times. She just popped right out and she weighed um, six, eight. Okay. And so she and pops. do you hold her right away or they, they take show her? her to me okay. and I'm still, but they know I have to push again. So uh, they don't, they mm-hmm. just take her off. They're checking her vitals. They're, they're checking her out. And, um, and so all of a sudden I'm just laying there and literally it felt like a flash of a second, but I'm laying there getting ready to push again. And I could see her kind of like pressing on my stomach. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then she literally puts her arm up me, like I feel like elbow. almost to the elbow, oh my trying gosh. to turn baby B, who's Emmett. And he is crazy enough transverse. So transverse means he's his back is flat to the cervix. So he's like, it's like a T. Like he's, there's no feet or no head, no sunny side, head first, feet oh, first. Yeah. Uh, he's breach. blocking the He's hole. blocking it. Yeah. And so I, I'm assuming what happened there was... As soon as she just got out, he just swam around like, yeah. whoa, I got space. I got room. I'm right. moving. Yeah. And he just like moved around and like went down. And so, but the nervous part was we kind of, she started, I mean, again, this literally, I, I, they had to tell me later back what had happened because it felt so fast. She's trying to turn him, but they realize he's kind of leaning onto his umbilical cord. Oh. So then his blood pressure I guess is whatever is starting to drop and so then they're like oh we need to get him out right now he can't we can't wait for him to fish swim around oh like we've got to get him out yeah. so just like that they pop up the blue the blue um the tarp curtain. thingy yeah. curtain there we go the blue curtain the the only person that's telling me what's happening I don't even know this is happening I can tell she's like trying to move the baby but she's they're speaking their language and it literally felt like a two-minute thing even though I'm sure it was a few more minutes than that, but it literally felt like it happened in just a second. The anesthesiologist came over to tell me, okay, we're going to have to actually do a C-section right now. he was on call there for you. The anesthesiologist? Well, yeah, they were there because I'm, you know, yeah, I have the epidural going. And I'm sure for any sort of OR service, they have to probably be in there. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So she starts pumping me heavier with drugs and she is like, okay, we have to do an emergency C-section. I don't even know why at this point. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, okay, is everything okay? And and she's like, yep, you're just, you're going to feel tired and sleepy for a minute. We're going to get the baby out. Don't worry. And all at this time, they make George leave. (gasps) And nurse comes to take George and he's like, George, can you follow me? And, And so he leaves me. And I remember just being like so groggy i could oh. feel the meds kick in super fast and, and it was funny it, it was like a roller coaster of the meds too because at first i felt like oh my gosh i can't keep my eyes open 
uh, and then I kind of like came to a little bit and then I felt like someone was sitting on my chest. I remember uh. that so specifically, like I couldn't catch my breath and I felt like someone was sitting on me. And all I know is I felt some jerky movements in my stomach, like just, you know, just like they say, like the popping and the pushing the baby out. And then he popped out and they come over and they show him to me. And I think shortly right after that, George comes back in and he's like seeing me and then he's walking with the baby and Emmett's not doing very good at first. Like he's kind of a little grayish and um, they just want him to cry and like get him going. And so, but again, I'm so out of it. I'm not even really knowing what's happening. And then they're showing me up and getting me back together. And I remember I'm like kind of coming back to, and then I'm like, George. And then they bring me both babies wrapped up. I'm smiling. George is standing there. And I'm just like trying to kind of snap out of it, but I'm definitely groggy. Mm. So George leaves with the babies, stay with the babies. I was like, yeah, go, go with the babies. We're fine. And so I'm in there on that bed for quite a few longer because now not only do I have an episiotomy to sew up, I have a C-section scar oh or incision to sew, sew up. So there's lots of sewing to happen. Yeah. And, um, and then they, so I'm in there, I don't even know, probably 30 more minutes cleaning up. And I'm just kind of out of it, but I like I'm there. Like I can remember looking up at the, the light uh-huh. and you can see the reflection of yourself in it. You know, I just remember laying there and then they moved me to um, recovery, recovery. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in recovery for a long time. Like I think at that point, my family, want, my parents wanted to see me. George wanted to see me and I was in recovery and I wanted to see my babies. I hadn't seen the babies. I didn't know, like, I didn't know Emmett was struggling. So I wasn't like scared at the time, but I was like, oh my gosh, I want to see them. So I was in recovery really, which felt like an hour just to get everything like cleared off, everything okayed for me. Because wasn't it very bloody and all, if I remember? I remember, it's funny, I remember... I just feel like I remember I you remember, saying it was so scary. I They're- remember when Evelyn came out, I want to say it was Evelyn, like she had to break my water like fully, like it was dripping, but it wasn't. And I remember, I swear I heard like a gosh, like, yeah. <laughs> like a bucket of water. And so, and I'm sure that was just gross. And then bloody, I'm trying to think. Oh, like, I totally remember you saying that it was a weird or like a gnarly scene. I feel oh, like. Oh, scene from yeah. just in the OR? Yeah. And I, Yes, yes. I remember just seeing lots of bloody towels and her gloves and just like, but I'm also so like out of it too. And and the the curtain was up for most of it. So thankfully I wasn't like really exposed to it all because I'm sure I would have just been like freaking out. But they had me pretty dried up. So that, and that was good. And I didn't feel a thing. Like you always get so scared thinking, because especially when you just have an epidural thinking, does that numb? everything cutting into the abdomen like is that all numbed up so she numbed me up good I didn't feel a thing thank the heavens because that would be so scary or I think of people that don't have an epidural and what if they do have to go into emergency c-section or something crazy like do they always have time to numb you enough like I know oh my gosh so thankfully I had no pain and I remember just being in recovery and just being like whoa what just happened what just (laughs) just happened happened? because Evelyn was so breezy like you would not believe I swear I like was almost like I sneezed and she popped out yeah I was like oh and just she was only like a pound smaller than her older brother Tristan but she just like seemed so easy and light and popped right out yeah and then it just took a really quick turn and Emmett was 
um, 6'4", and he did struggle at first. They had him in the nursery for a while. Like, his breathing was kind of strained, and he was doing something where they call he was singing, which, like, he, like, whistles, and so they... They're concerned. I don't know. But everything, he cleaned up really quick. Like, he wasn't in, like, you know, serious jeopardy for, like, very long. They just, like, wanted him to get his vitals together. And then, oh, you know that test where they test you? What's it called? I don't remember. The pinkness. And they pinch you. And they do all those things. He scored super low. Evie was, like, right on average. But he was low. So they were like, oh, no. And so they, like, watched him. And then they do it, like, an hour later. And he scored better. And then I know that my mom and my father-in-law ron they both went in there a few times to be with emmett and then i think k george finally came to me and then we went into labor and delivery room or no i'm sorry what's it called po- what's a- the postpartum room postpartum yes postpartum room uh-huh and then I got to see my babies. Aww. So they came in and it was so funny. Evelyn was baby A and she's just like roly poly chubby. She was only four ounces bigger, but she was just this bright red chubby little baby. And then you had Emmett who was not like he wasn't gray, but he would just wasn't as like pink and flush and he wasn't as chubby, which is so funny. He just had this like little and he had the C-section. But he baby. was pretty. He, yeah, he was the yeah, pretty baby because he was C-section. He didn't have to go through the birth canal. So he wasn't all squishy and he wasn't as chubby as her. So he just had this. Oh, and what was so funny, too. Two things I told recently how my sisters before I even came out of recovery, Instagram my babies. So I didn't even get to make the debut. Mm-hmm. And then B. Emmett had a big birthmark on the side of his head. Yeah. And I did not know about that also because I hadn't seen him yet. But my sisters come in and they're like, yeah, he's a big birthmark on the side of his head. And they're kind oh. of freaking me out. Like, oh, no. And of course, nothing's wrong with that. But I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, where is it at? Is it on his face? Like, is it in his, in his scalp? Like, what yeah. do you mean? And he did. He had this very big and at birth, it was literally like a black birthmark. Yeah. And it actually was tucked right behind his hairline above his ear so it was like gonna be fine yeah but I was a little like yeah oh wait is it on his face like what are we talking about is it like a serious thing do we need to look into that yeah so and it's funny it was dark till he got hair and then when his hair grew in it grew black there and he had this bleach blonde hair with a black strip and believe it or not now that he's eight it's shrunk down super small really it's like hardly even noticeable now oh my it's gosh. very strange even the black strip of hair is only a few hairs Whoa. it's still very coarse right there but it doesn't like you can't even see an outline on his scalp and you can barely see the black hair no way it's very it weird. was so prominent it was so prominent for Tilly was probably three or four <gasps> and now he's eight and it's so different interesting yeah very interesting wow so that was a really long go, but there you go. That was like, so I had, I had battle wounds from both. Recovery yeah. was kind of a doozy. And then not to mention, you know, going home with twins oh. and nursing twins. And so it's all kind of a blur. Like some days I'm like, wow, how did I really survive those first two weeks? Like just between the miserable pain of a, a C-section scar, like incision, and then I know two but babies. you did so gracefully I in a know. weird way. It's like. like it was crazy. And you had a two-year-old at And home. I had Tristan running around. I mean, let's not forget that. That's an it important factor time. here. I know. Oh, my god. So that was like, and anytime I tell like a twin mom that story, like this is like 
the double duty, crazy, no one would ever want to happen. And even my OB is like, this has happened maybe twice in my whole experience. Like this just never happens. Of course. And so I'm like, wow, okay, I really have a story to tell. I really have a badge to wear, I guess. Yeah, you totally (laughs) do. Oh my gosh. And I I have like nowhere near any of those experiences. But every every birth is like trying and exhausting, but exciting. Oh, it totally is. All of it. Mine are relatively like very much the same in many ways. So like, I'm not even going to touch on each one, but like for every single pregnancy, I, my, so I'm from Texas. I think I've mentioned that a handful of times. Um, and I really, really, really wanted my mother in the room, which let's talk about that really quick. Yeah. Did you have anyone in the room with you all when you were giving birth? I never had anyone in the room. It was just George and I every time. I asked my mom, like, are you interested and do you want to? And she was like, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she she just like, I don't know. I don't and, know and if it you, like kind of stressed her out yeah. or if she just rather it be for the, the parents, but mm-hmm. she never came in. And I feel like now, I feel like that was super, well, I feel like a lot of people still do that, but a lot of people also have big audiences. Yeah, they it's do. Really and interesting. That's, that's really foreign to me. Yeah. I, even if I had my mom in there, that would be like a big deal for me. I don't think I could go really beyond that. I did, like I said, ask my sister that time. I remember it was just so like quick when it was time and I just kind of threw it out to her. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad I did. But she as well was just like, no, you guys do it. It's okay. Yeah. I think being in an OR is scary, period. So yeah. I mean, oh, I get that. Totally. I get that too. But for me, I don't know why. I w- I've always been really like close to my mom. My mom's a nurse. Yeah. I oh, try. Yes. I, I kind of trusted having her in there with me. I right. don't know. So for every single one of my births, it was me, my husband, my mom, and my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And I'm super close to my mother-in-law too. And it was like amazing. Neither one of the, the grandmothers overstepped. They all like just offered, you know, like, like what? Oh. they all just kind of like held my hand, stroked my hair, like all the things. Well, they're so awesome, both of them. So. No, they are. So it was like really nice. And then on the other hand too, my husband just gets like super like he does not like blood like anything like that and so he stayed up by my head the entire time yes he didn't want to like see anything that was going on down there what was George like I don't George remember. was a little bit of both. He like he wasn't like parked at the bottom, but he right. was like he would look. He was yeah. like, okay, yeah, I see hair. Oh my yeah. gosh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like he can. He was. But I have to really quick add on as you said that having your mother in law. I do remember in my first, my mother in law did somehow end up in. She did. Delivery. Yes, I remember now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it that's kind so of was funny. like it ended up. Yeah, she ended up being there. Just kind of it, yeah. the time she timed it right. Yeah. So she yeah. ended up kind of being in the back and taking pictures when it all happened. Yes. That's so I did right. forget that. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. And so all of my labors were like relatively the same, for lack of better words. Like, like I said, I wanted my mom to be there. So we we planned it out every single time. I did it at 39 weeks with my doctor. But gratefully for all of my pregnancies, I had already reached two or three centimeters dilation at that point. I was already effaced like 70%. I was like well enough along where I met the criteria because they don't let you just go get induced anymore. Right. Like that. It, yeah. it is interesting how it's kind of slowed down. Oh, yeah. Because they don't want to encourage C-sections. And so 
or at least back, gosh, three years ago when I was like in in all of this, there were like a there was a huge rise in the number of C sections that were occurring, and they kind of attributed that to scheduled inductions that kind of they lasted too long, things went awry, and then the, it leaded to a C section, right? And I have heard horror stories where people are like on Pitocin for two days and then they're taken off and they have to go walk around and do the balloon thing. And it's just a nightmare. Right. Mine was never that way. So I went in every single time and um, started the Pitocin drip and it was like no big deal to me. I don't know. It was really weird. And then my doctor would come in, pop my, you know, break my water, pop my water, break my water with a little hook, which is kind of gnarly. I know. Yes. Oh my gosh. They have a hook that goes on the end of their finger and they literally like go up in there and prick it. And then you start leaking for lack of better terms. Yeah. So I always waited until after that moment to get my epidural. What about you? Did you get your epidural before or after your water breaking? Well, it's funny. Like I would, you'd hear both. Like don't get it too early or it wears off, but then don't wait too long or you'll miss it. So I feel like I would... Usually shortly after my water yeah. broke, because that's when the pain kicked in, right. and you knew at least things were kicked started. Things are moving so, along. Yeah. So yeah. usually just shortly after that. So I use with all of my babies. Weirdly enough, I would get to like a five. Like I would kind of start dilating to like a five on the pitocin, and my contractions with all my babies up until that point, they were not bad. Like yeah. I could see them on the screen. And like, I would feel the tightening and all of it, but like, it was bearable and you know, it's ending, you're able to watch it. Like you're in the room. It's such a mental thing for so first, I'll get to more contracting in just a minute when I talk about Luke, but anyway, so I got it at like a five, get my epidural. And then from that point on, like, I feel like things just kind of progressed. Kate, I pushed with her for about 15 minutes. With Landon, he like shot right out, just like heavy. Yeah, it was super quick and easy. Like I literally think I took one breath in, like, <gasps> and then like pushed, you know, yes. came out. Oh my gosh! And then um, with Luke, it was really quick when we got to the pushing point too. The one thing I have to say about Luke's experience is my epidural. Do you remember what happened with me? Well, I remember it went a little haywire. It Remind went haywire, me. and it was gnarly, guys. It was terrible. Your legs. No, I had a contraction during the epidural, as I'm getting the epidural. So they sit you up on a bed. Right. They sit you, like, put your legs on the side of the bed, and you're sitting Bend up. over. And she goes around your back, and, you know, she starts feeling your spine and oh, everything. It's, like, kind of, honestly, the hardest part of pregnancy it is. or delivery. It's hard. Because it's so, like, it's so eerie. It is. To know there's, like, a yeah. needle right there. It's not even the needle pain, yeah. but just the sensitivity you want to hold still. Yeah. It's just freaky. Yeah, it was crazy. So as she's putting the epidural needle in the first time, um, I start, I have a bad contraction, and my body moves, and essentially mm. she, like, missed, and Ooh. I felt the needle, Ooh. oh, like, dig into me big time, ah, okay? See right there. I it just, like, was gnarly and I'm contracting and all of it and screaming like screaming my head off and this is where my mom comes in because she always did the epidural with me and Jeremy was nowhere in sight because he didn't like to see me in pain oh yeah he didn't want to see the needle so my mom always held it down with me and that experience was horrible so she's like oh my god okay okay we're gonna wait for it to pass she pulls that one out redoes it and from there I'm okay right so I'm laying down But then it all just went haywire. For the next hour and a half, my blood pressure dropped like super low. 
I like can't feel my legs and the epidural like started rising up my body. Oh Did my you ever gosh. have that? No. Where but, you literally feel but, numb up to your neck. No. Oh yeah. It was like But crazy. see, you hear the stories of epidurals gone wrong and how it can affect the mom or oh. the baby. And that's why I've always just been like so scared of it. But at the same time, I can't like, like not do it. I'm so hesitant to share the story because I believe in epidurals oh, and they saved yes. me on so oh, many levels. It's for me too. And it's like, as soon as I had those problems, like they're in there, they fix it, you're good to go. But it's like, it was turned up too much. And like, I could feel it rising up my body to Ugh. where I'm literally paralyzed up to my neck. Like, and I'm like, mom, like something's weird. My blood pressure drops. They come in, they adjusted. It was fine. But like, that was crazy. That is so crazy. It was so crazy. No, but didn't you have aftermath from it too? Kind of like some headaches or pain. I afterwards? was sore. I was like sore. And I yeah. think it was just like the soreness of the needle, like going in the wrong spot, essentially. Yes, right, right. But yeah, it was nothing like to be concerned about. But so anyway, so that oh was that. Gosh. And then with each of my babies, after I got my epidural, I weirdly took a nap. Mm-hmm. Like after you yeah. get comfortable, totally. you kind of can breathe again. I would take like an hour nap or whatever. And then when I wake up, I had my babies. It was really weird. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) So I don't know. It was kind of consistent for all three of them. Um, My babies were all like seven pounds, 15 ounces, eight pounds in that range. Like they were healthy babies. Um, They were all jaundice after birth. So they have that like orange look to them. Mm -hmm. So we had to kind of deal with that. But I mean, really, really good, good experiences for me. And I loved all my nurses. I didn't have any like crazy nurse experience. I know, but isn't that the truth? A nurse like makes maybe your breaks but I've always had such good nurses that it's too. made it so great and so easy you can ask the questions they're so helpful yeah oh they're the best I, I know so the one caveat story that I'll make this quick I have to share with my laboring experience is with Luke my third pregnancy I started contracting with him six weeks before I had him that's right the Braxton Hicks and all it that. was hard core contractions I remember that and I didn't know what was going on I lost my what is the plug yeah the mucus mucus plug lost it twice literally saw it in the toilet okay and so I had two false so crazy what do you call it false alarms I had two false alarms where we're going to the hospital I think we're we're doing this I lost my mucus plug I'm hurting like hell I'm like those contractions were a thousand times worse than the Pitocin contractions. Because again, it's a mental game. You don't know what's going on. You're like, okay, this is it. You're crying, you're stressed, they hurt, they're inconsistent, like they're intense, you know? So, oh my gosh, those six weeks were just like, like pure hell. Like my mom actually came from Texas for six weeks to live with me and help me with my other two children. I'm grateful forever to her for doing that. But I tried it all to get that baby out right because we had to make it to 39 weeks the hospital would not let me go any earlier and so I tried the castor oil Uh uh-huh oh my gosh so much of it miserable and miserable I tried everything in the books you guys and nothing worked it's all 
fake. It yeah. all doesn't work. When that baby wants to come out, they'll come out. But it's just like, oh gosh. I Yeah, I have to agree. The castor oil, we did it for our first with Tristan and I just ha- was sick. It I gave just me massive diarrhea. Diarrhea and it was horrible. Don't do it. And then I, who even really knows if that's with your primrose, primrose oil? Who knows? Psh. I feel like it I just, tried it all. It just happened to work that day. No, yeah. Talking about being overdue for sure. My third pregnancy, um, birthday boy this week. Yeah, he did not want to come out. He was eleven days overdue. Oh, gosh. and they we were also because I guess September is like the busiest month to have a baby because oh, of, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas <gasps> like New Year's, Christmas, New Year's like. You know, oh, fun, fun funny. times. So I don't know. The beds were full and they could just not take me to be induced for days. And then I started to get nervous because I started reading about like how you can be too overdue and yeah. like then your body stops feeding the baby because it's like too big and too grown and you have to get it out. So I was like starting to really freak out. And there were like, I think like two times we went down and they had to send us home. And another time they like sent us home. And I was like, oh my gosh, when is this baby going to come? So finally they had room for me. I get induced and it was a long, long process. I remember feeling so much defeat Mm -hmm. and frustration in that delivery. I remember just crying to George, like just because I didn't want to have a C-section. I was trying so hard to go back to for a V-back. Right. I wanted to have a vaginal birth with him. This would have been my last one after Emmett. And so I was trying so hard for a V-back, but you can only, yeah, be on Pitocin and be induced for so long. And he like would not come out. But I was like, guys, nurses, people, doctors, like he's been in there like 10 days overdue. Like this is concerning now. I'm getting like nervous. So C-section was on the table and they were kind of like giving me, okay, you have until this time tomorrow and then we have to do a C-section. And I just remember crying to George just being like, I just feel... Like I've gone through all of this and, and this has so been helpless. such torture and there's yeah. nothing I can do. And we did the balloon and we did Pitocin. I sat on a ball. Like I did all these things and nothing, nothing was moving it. And then finally things kind of picked up and then we just got there really quick. But I know, man, I remember just those like 10 days, two weeks even. Cause I even thought, oh, we'll probably come a few days early and da, 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 da. Oh, it just. It was torture. Oh my gosh, I do remember that. Yeah, he was nine six, clearly because he got to like cook a lot longer than my others. And I just remember when he came out, he was like my biggest baby, just like in length and width and everything in size. And um, I just remember when he came out, I felt like he was coming out for like ever, like literally pushing him. <gasps> I felt like they were just pulling his body for like ever. Like it just felt like he was like this ginormous baby. Oh, and then funny. I remember seeing him, and I was like, I felt like he was ginormous. <laughs> And then at this hospital, it was a different hospital than my prior three. They don't weigh or wash them the first day. They wait 24 hours. Mm. I don't know. So I was dying to know what he weighed. Oh, my god! And then finally they weighed him and he was 9'6". I was like, holy cow. Oh, my my baby. My big baby. 9'6 on 9'6. Oh, well, that's that's good to end end it on. So any of you out there who are preggers and and on high bake, hang in there. I know. We have been there. We, We... we know the frustration. We definitely feel you right now, too, with this hot, hot summer. Being um, pregnant in the summer or do like at the end of the summer is rough. Clearly, yeah. I did it three times. I had August birthdays three weeks ago. I had Caleb this week. I don't know. I, I survived know. the summer. It was torture. But... It is torture. It's crazy. Okay, let's get into our hits and misses for yeah. the episode. What was your hit of the week? 
My hit was just, I know you're probably like, shut up, Lauren, but um, I would say my keto. I feel like I found a new yes. groove that I'm really liking. Now, have I lost a ton of weight? No, I've lost a few pounds and I do have a few more to go. Um, and I know it's funny because I, I'm eating what's allowed on it. And when it's so funny because when I diet, I never think to eat. Oh. cream or cheese yeah. or like I mean there's and not to mention keto such a big diet there's so many products out there that they make keto friendly so really if you want to like bake something you can use almond flour and that gets oh you gosh. know reduces the carbs heavily and all these things so there's so many options that I'm like wow to me this is actually super sustainable oh I know well we got chipotle the other night yes and oh, I, she was I've been trying to do like low carb low sugar and no joke we both got salads mine was literally lettuce chicken and pico and hers is like lettuce um double steak sour cream cheese yeah like, all this and, del- guac. And, guac. Guacamole. and guac the things that I never think to no. eat when I'm on a diet and that's the thing I th- no. No, it's too thing, good to be true. No, it okay, but see what I'm coming to realize is I need to hit it really clean and hard for like a week where I just really do low carb. And, yeah, this and that's is more maintenance mode. Meat and veggies. Yeah, and this will be maintenance mode. Yeah, even though I've been able to drop a few of the fluff pounds, I know for me to like hit the hard pounds that just do yeah. not want to come off, I'm gonna have to hit it hard for a week or so and then get into that maintenance. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm really finally understanding like this process and I'm really liking it I do think that this could be something that works for me because I think there's enough options for me to feel not deprived but yet making smarter choices where it's more of a high fat and a low carb where your body bounces it out and burns that fat because the carbs aren't there oh my so it's really it's an interesting thing I really am liking it so that's my hit that's well and if you want to hear our drama stories with our diet dramas you need to go listen to our episode on weight loss. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't heard it. And we, it's funny because I do say at the end, keto's the one diet I've never done. So here I am, you guys, yo-yo diet are trying I, the last one on the books. I literally, <laughs> we have tried it all between really the two have. of us. We really have. It's crazy. But that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. I hope it is your your unicorn diet. I hope so. I, I think so. so. I hope so. That's good. Okay. Well, my hit of the week is Landon is in school now oh and more to come on that next week and next week's episode we're going to talk about it a lot more but i got my landon into a full day kindergarten in person amen and it has been a literal game changer in our household on so many levels and no not on that i have a babysitter level not on that at all I i mean yeah, I mean, he his like stimulation, he's now been like mentally stimulated. He's seeing other children. He's having recess and playtime and playing Pokemon games out in recess and like meeting new friends and like all of the social emotional things that school does for children. I have seen it happen for him. And I'm when like, especially oh. a kindergartner because they're so eager and they want that experience. They've never had it before. I know. So that's so good. Yeah, so that has definitely been our hit and we're going to do a whole episode on more to come next week yes about school choices and options what we're doing we're going to just be real and raw with you about what we have thought this whole process we both made some changes and we want to share them yeah exactly we're we're not ashamed we're going to own it and put everything out there like we always do so that was my hit what was your miss my miss isn't like my personal miss but just something that's like 
so weird and goofy in society right now that I just had to throw out. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's like minor. But what is with people and wearing a mask in the car? Literally oh today, I pulled out of dropping my kids off and <laughs> this guard drove past me and both driver and passenger were wearing the masks. I was like, what is happening and why? Like, is that and a couple why? wearing a mask together in their car? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, but I see it a lot. I see it a lot. Even two days ago, we were drove up next to this um, car and the guy had it hanging from his ear. And I just was looking. I was like, oh, that's see, funny. See, I was but just then, about to say. But then he puts it on while we're sitting at the stoplight. Shut and I'm up. like, why? Why did he put it back on? He's in his car. <laughs> No, I was just about to say that's the one exception is when I'm running, I've gotten out of Target and I'm going into the grocery store and I have it hanging from my ear. Well, yes, because, and it's almost like I forget to take it off. I'm pushing the cart. My kids, come on, come on. And I'm like unloading the the groceries and stuff. And I'm like, why is my mask still on? And I rip it off. Oh my gosh. So I get that. But I'm like, I do think it's, there's some people that think like that's effective or preventing something or helpful. I'm like, I I mean, I I can get anti-back in your car and wash your hands before you get in the car, but keeping your mask on in your car is stumping me. And I just think it's funny. So funny. you know, I will say mad props to people that are running with their masks on. I think that's like next to impossible, but they, I will see it here, here and there. And again, I don't feel that's necessary. You are not by anybody. You're not by anybody long enough to share your germs, like all the things. So and it's like in the fresh air and you're in fresh air, like breathe in that air and like get some like endorphins and enjoy your oxygen. Like yeah. that is so silly to me. <laughs> but, you know, I did go back to the gym. I should have used that as my hit. Maybe I will next week. But you have to wear masks at the gym. And it's like working out in a mask. You guys, if my chin breaks out one more time, I'm going to smack someone. That's going to be her major miss. Yeah. All right. Well, my miss is, um, speaking of Amazon, actually, my Luke got on a purchasing frenzy this week. Um, We have a fire stick. What? Yeah. We have a fire stick in my bedroom. (laughs) And apparently, I have all the parental controls set up online. Oh, I totally do. But there's this little asterisk when you sign in that says, for any fire devices, parental controls must be set up on the devices themselves. So public service announcement to all the parents out there. Should you have a fire, a Kindle, a fire stick, anything? Log into the settings, set up the parental controls, because no joke, girl. How much? I, st- I start getting, oh, about $100. <gasps> what is he ordering? Oh, just like Paw pushing- Patrol season one, Daniel Tiger season oh, three. Oh, so it shows. Oh, he's just clicking. Oh. He was watching I thought Prime. he somehow got into like an no, Amazon no, no. store. Oh, and no, I was no, like, no, how no, does no. he know what to find? He was watching Prime TV in my bed one okay. morning. Oh, shoot. And he's just clicking. Yes. Click, 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 click. Oh, bye, 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 bye. Did I they start- refund you? I haven't, I haven't even had time to call him. Oh, shit. Literally, the week has just been that. I yeah. haven't even had time to deal with it. Shoot. I'm sure they will. Oh, my gosh. It's literally like he hasn't watched it. It's like he was jumping one to next. Yes. Like, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. They get you with that crap. Oh, my gosh. I, I I thought you literally meant like he was on no, the no, Amazon no, no, no. app buying no. stuff. And I'm like, what did he buy? No, no, I no. can remember this one time this happened to me. Only one time is Tristan bought like 10 fidget spinners. Yeah. Like he went in with intention. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what? I totally remember uh, that. Yeah. And you were like selling them fidget on the, sp- on the uh, black yes, market. Yeah, after. Black market. Let's get rid of these. I know, I know. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, that'll do us for this show. If you liked what you heard, please go leave us a rating and a review. It really is the only way we're able to grow. And we are so, so grateful anytime that we see a new one on there. Thanks yes, so much. Yes, yes. 
You can find us on social media at the Mom Voice Podcast. We're on Instagram throughout the week. Yes, we are. We share a lot of behind the scenes. You can get to know us. We'll answer any questions you have. Hit us up on there. And then make sure you're subscribed to the show. We have some fun guests coming up, some fun interviews. Yes. And like I said, we're going to deep dive into the school situation, our thoughts, things on that next week. So come back. Yeah, some updates there. So thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Take care of each other. All right. Bye-bye.